1: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: The title of the message today is, What Goals Do You Have for Your Life? A family began a vacation to a destination which would take several days of driving, As they began their third day on the road, their eight-year-old daughter, weary from traveling, asked a question. She said, Daddy, when we get to where we're going, will we be there? Now, that's an important question to ask about your life. When you get to where you're going... Will you be where you want to be? The question is really about goals. What do you want to accomplish in your life? When you get to the end of your journey, what do you hope to have accomplished? No other factor so determines the quality of your life as the goals that you set for yourself. A study of... 200 life histories of outstanding people revealed that they had ordered lives which were steered towards selected goals, and they followed their goals, and they achieved uh, greatness. Each person had something to live for. But another study of people who committed suicide indicated that they felt their lives had become intolerable because they had nothing to aim for, no goal to seek. See, goals or lack of them were the difference. We often talk about discovering who we are. The truth is, we do not discover who we are as much as we decide who we are by the goals that we set for our lives. So how do you go about setting goals that are in line with God's plan and purpose for your life or lives. We can learn some lessons from one of the most positive personalities in Jewish history, Caleb. Two incidents are given in the scriptures about Caleb. The first is found in Numbers chapter 13, which was read for us. The Israelites, led by Moses out of, the, out of Egypt, through the Red Sea, and across the Sinai Desert, came to the threshold of their promised land, Canaan. Moses sent 12 men, one from each tribe, to scout the land in preparation for invasion. The men returned from their mission after 40 days. And ten of them gave the following report to Moses, recorded for us in Numbers 13, 27 and 28, 31 to 32. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Enoch. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. We even saw giants there, descendants of Enoch. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers and that's what they thought too. The other two scouts had a minority report. There were Caleb and Joshua. And they agreed with the objective facts of the report that was given by the other ten, but came to a different conclusion about the action to be taken. With the people convinced that it would be impossible to conquer the land, Caleb spoke up in Numbers 13 and verse 30. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. Caleb was unsuccessful in convincing the people that they should go and take the land. And they retreated into the desert, spending the next 40 years living in fear of their future. When that entire generation left the scene or died, except for Moses, Joshua, and Caleb, God began working in their midst again. He could not do anything with an unbelieving people, people who did not understand who God was and what he had called him to be. And on Moses' death... Joshua was chosen to lead the Israelites into the promised land, which he did. So the second incident mentioned in connection with Caleb is found in Joshua chapter 14. Four to five years had gone by since the incident recorded in numbers 13. The conquered lands were now being distributed to the families of Israel, according to tribes. Caleb, now 85 years old, said to Joshua in Joshua 14 and verse 12, Now therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the The Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Now, Caleb didn't ask for an easy place. He asked for the hill country of Hebron that was inhabited by a race of giants who lived in fortified cities that means it was almost impossible to to get to them but the obstacles didn't stop Caleb he claimed the hill country by faith for himself and for his family as we look at this exciting story of conquest there are several important lessons about goal setting which apply to our lives today first your goals must be in line with God's purpose when Caleb and Joshua had returned from scouting the land Moses made this promise to Caleb in Joshua 8 and 14 verses eight and 9 for my part I wholeheartedly, Followed the Lord my God. So that day, Moses solemnly promised me the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grant of land and that of your descendants forever, because you wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Putting this in contemporary language, God said through Moses, Caleb, this land is for you. It is my plan for you to possess this land. In spite of all the difficulties that you will experience in getting into it. Caleb's goal then was to claim what God had already promised. Caleb did not just set a goal for his life. He did not simply set his mind on something that grew out of his own desires. His goal was in line with God's purpose because God had told him that it would be his. He told him through Moses. You see, when you set a goal for your life, make sure that it is what God wants you to have. Spend time in prayer, asking God to give you the assurance that what your desire is, is in line with his will. Talk to people, Christians, who are in touch with God on a regular basis, and ask them to pray that God will reveal his will to you. If your goals are not in line with God's purpose, you might reach them, but miss out on the blessings God wants to pour into your life. But the second thing is, goal setting is for everyone. Listen to what Caleb said in Joshua chapter 14, verse 10. He said, Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for four to five years since the time he said this to Moses while Israel moved about the wilderness. So here I am today, eighty to five years old. Eight or five years old. That's the time when most people are sitting back and taking it easy. In their rocking chair, you know, enjoying each, each day. But not Caleb. At 85, after a lifetime in which Caleb had followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly, he set his eyes on the land of Hebron and said, I want that mountain. Or in the words of the New International Version, now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. The point is that you are never too old to set new goals, to set new horizons, to begin new quests for God. Look at the list of individuals who made great accomplishments in their, in their 80s. Reverend Dr. Richard Owens, my predecessor here in this pulpit for four to five years, published his autobiography at age 88, and he went to be with the Lord at age 98, Michelangelo completed his greatest work in the Sistine Chapel in Rome at age 87. Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes wrote some of his most brilliant legal opinions at age 90. Dr. Albert Schweitzer headed his hospital in Africa at the age of 89. Conrad Adenauer was Chancellor of Germany at 88. And at 81, Ben Franklin effected the compromise that led to the adoption of the United States Constitution. You see, we are never too old to set goals and achieve them. Life does not end at retirement. Accomplishments do not cease with retirement. Dreams do not end with retirement. At the other end of the... Age spectrum. We can also say that you are never too young to set goals for your life. I recall that at age nine, I knew that I was going to be a minister of the gospel, and that never left my mind through my years. I've between age age nine and and um, I'm not sure what age. <laughs> the, <laughs> at what age I? Uh, Somewhere in the 30s when I got my PhD. (laughs) But young people, God's purpose for your life begins right now. Whether you're 10, 15, 20, or 30, or even 40 years, there are goals that you can set, dreams that you can begin to seek that are in line with God's purpose and plan for your life. For each of us, There's a land of Hebron that God has set before us and his desire is that we should stand up and declare, I want that mountain or that hill country. But thirdly, reaching your goals requires effort. Listen to what Caleb said in verse 11. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I am just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Caleb realized that it was not enough just to set a goal for his life, nor was it enough just to set a goal in line with God's purpose. Caleb realized that once the goal was set, he would have to fight and struggle and work hard in order to reach that goal. Reaching a goal is not easy. It wasn't easy for Caleb and it won't be easy for any of us. For Caleb to claim his mountain, he had to drive the giants out of the land. And as we strive to reach our goals, whatever they may be, there will also be giants that we will have to overcome. There will be the giant of adversity. You will never attempt anything significant in life without someone opposing you. They will stand in your way. They will criticize you. They will discourage you. And I know a lot about that. And people were saying that, why am I studying all of these years that I'm afraid to go into the job market? They will discriminate against you. The giant of adversity will have to be overcome if you're going to achieve your goal. Our ancestors did, and so can we. But there will also be the giant of failure. As you move toward your goal, there will be many setbacks along the way. The key factor in achieving success will be your ability to move past these temporary failures to eventual victory. The giant we call failure can be a great discouragement, and many people give up their goals because of a failure or two or any number that you can think of. But failure can be a most helpful experience, if you take the opportunity to evaluate the reasons for the failure and then move on after that. There will also be the giant of laziness. One of the greatest tragedies in our society today is people failing to realize their potential and reaching their goals because they are too lazy to put forth the effort. Some people are naturally lazy and have to fight against this tendency. But um, laziness is a giant that you have to overcome if you want to achieve your goal. Diligence always pays a rich dividend. As the saying goes, no pain, no gain. But then there will be the giant of envy... As you see others accomplishing much for God or um, moving ahead in their careers, how easy it is to allow the green-eyed monster of envy to take possession of your soul and distract you from your own goals. You see, envy is a sin, and God will not bless you when there is envy in your heart. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. And James in James 3, 16 says, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. You have to overcome the giant of envy if you are to achieve your goals and if you are to be pleasing to God. In life, hard work always precedes success. The person who does not want to be involved in hard work and to face disappointment and all kinds of trials is not ready for success. To reach your goal, whatever it may be, will take effort. It will take discipline. But lastly, God's help is available. God's help is available. To our effort, God will add his power, which will enable us to achieve our goals. Caleb said in verse, in verse 12, so give me the hill country that the Lord promised me, you will remember that as scouts we found the descendants of Enoch living there in great walled towns. But if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land just as the Lord said. If the Lord is with me, that is the key part of that verse. If the Lord is with me, You see, the factor which will determine whether or not we reach our goals is not our strength or intellectual ability. It is the power of God. In the Bible, those who reached their goals did so in spite of their weaknesses. Moses, a tongue-tied shepherd, stood up to Pharaoh and won because God was with him. Gideon, supported by an army of 300 armed men with trumpets and empty jars, fought the Midianite army of thousands and won because God was with him. David, untrained and unprotected, challenged the giant Goliath and won because God was with him. Jesus on the cross looked like history's greatest loser. Stood up to Satan and won. And the resurrection is evidence of that. The early disciples set out to conquer the Roman world with nothing but the gospel. And they won. Caleb, eight or five years old, confronted the giants in Hebron and won. Why did all of these losers, so-called losers, turn out to be great winners because of the power of God that empowered them as they moved toward their goal. The Lord helping them, they reached their goals. When the great artist, the British painter, Sir Hubert Von Herkomer, rose to fame, he built his studio in London. And invited his father, a simple wood chopper in Bavaria, where he was, where was born, to spend the rest of his life with him in London. The old man came and was very fond of molding clay. All day he made things out of clay, but as the years passed, his hand lost its skill he often went upstairs at night to his room with the sad heart of an old man who thought his best days were over. Her quick eye of love detected what was happening to his father. And so when his father went to sleep, he would go downstairs and take the pieces of clay which his father had left and made them as beautiful as they could be made by human hands. When his father came down in the, in the morning and took up the work he had left, all spoiled the night before, he would say, rubbing his hands together, I can still do it as well as I ever could. You see, that's the way it is with our lives. Even when we do our very best, our lives are still marked with defect and often failure. But the God who created the universe out of nothing takes our lives in his hands and with his own wonderful touch makes them as beautiful as they can be made. Do you know that God has a plan for your life? God has a mountain he wants you to claim. He has a goal he wants you to reach. He has a purpose he wants you to fulfill. It won't be easy, but the Lord helping you can reach that goal and claim your mountain. If you have not yet committed your life to Jesus Christ, the time to do so is now. Get in on God's plan for your life and see the miracles God will perform for you and in in your life. If you are a believer, ask God to show you his plan for your life, what he wants you to do at whatever age you are at. There's still something for you to do for the Lord. Then in confidence and commitment, you can say with Caleb, I want that mountain, and God helping me, I'm claiming it in his name. See, God has promised that no matter what battles we may have to fight, no matter what habits we may have to break, no matter what trials we may have to endure, what difficulties we may have to overcome, what crises we may have to confront, what problems we may have to solve, and no matter what mountains we may have to climb, He will grant us the strength and the grace required to be victorious because we are the children of the Most High God. All the way my Savior leads me. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy who through life has been my guide? Heavenly peace, divinest comfort. Here by faith in him to dwell. For I know what here befalls me. Jesus doeth all things well. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street, at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith